Hello, this is Renee, and welcome to my podcast. Please, please visit my website at www.reneesjackson.com. If you are in a relationship or a marriage that is causing abuse, mentally, physically, and emotionally, I still pray even in this new year, that God will lead you safely out of it and to the freedom that is yours. I know it's been a few days in, but Happy New Year to those who are listening to me. I pray to God for life, health, and prosperity and blessings beyond anything we have ever seen. And because of that, I wanted to mention to those listening to me, First of all, I'm thankful to God for you, no matter what country, no matter what age, no matter what race, female or male. There were some things that God reminded me of that is part of my testimony that is different from those that's in my book, Surely, that proves that God does exist and he's always there for us. Even though we don't see it at first, we realize that as time goes on that he does talk to us and that he does guide us and sometimes we're not sure if it's us thinking these things or it's God that's putting them in our minds and telling us what to do and sometimes we're unsure of that well I'm going to give a few examples where I believe that God leads and guides us by telling us what to do and if we do it the way he asked us to do it there's blessings in it. There was one time there was this lady who was very rude, mean, selfish, arrogant, abusing her power, and she got me fired in one day. I'm like, God, how in the world could this lady get me fired when I do my job so well? All I did was ask for some help and trying to do a few things. And instead, this lady turns it around and calls my boss and has me fired. And I remembered crying about it. And I was bitter and I was upset because I didn't think nobody could be that cruel. If I lose my income, how am I supposed to take care of my family? So God reminded me that you can put in a complaint a lot of people say, man, don't you be complaining about nothing. You ain't, you're going to get in trouble or uh, you're going to get blackballed and you're not going to get your job back. I, I don't like listening to other people. I like to try to experiment and do things on my own with the help and guidance of God. So I called the supervisor and the supervisor of this lady was totally stunned, shocked and upset saying, How did she do that? She doesn't have the authority or the power to do that. So she told me, I'm going to call you back in about an hour. And she hung up in my face. And I'm like, God, when I called this lady's office, they said that the office was closed directly to the supervisor. But the supervisor said that her phone was connected to her office. And she got the call immediately. And then she called me. About 30-something minutes later, the supervisor told me she had reinstated my job, that her employee had no authority or no right to get me fired. 
And I thank God that in one day I lost my job and in the same day I got it back. I still honor and glorify him because of that. Another thing that happened. I needed a new car after Hurricane Harvey. I mean, goodness, my car got full of water. It started breaking down. I'm like, God, please help me get another car. I don't know what to do. Found out about this organization that supposedly help people get cars, but they sort of want a lot of information from you. They want your testimony. They want to know why you need the job. What's your purpose? What's your reason? I'm like, wow, that's a lot of information to want from me. But I went on and submitted in that information anyway. And as time went by, I got no response. Didn't hear anything. And finally, I received a notice that said I was approved. I was thanking God for that. I was approved but then it took a while doing paperwork and me uh, e-filing and submitting in new paperwork and doing this and that. And I'm like, please, y'all, please help me. My car is getting really bad. I'm driving around in the car where now the seat is so far pushed back, my feet can barely press the pedals because I have very short legs. And I got in touch with them and I told them that. And finally, they sent me this email where I could select my own car. Now, the good thing about it is I was able to select my own car, but the one I was driving in, I could not get into this other state to go and pick up the car. And I explained that to the company, the dealership. And God blessed me again. They added a payment to my car note and had the car shipped to me. Imagine you excited and you outside and you waiting on this um, record truck or whatever to deliver your new car personally to you. And when I saw it, I could not believe it. And of course, tears of joy came out of my eyes. Thanking God again for stepping in. But then I'm realizing if I wouldn't have said anything or did the work, it's like you sitting back not doing anything and expect things to come to you. But God allowed me to open up my mouth and say some things. And he did the rest. After Hurricane Harvey, we had to get out of our town home. And I saw this nice house. I, I considered it beautiful, to be honest. First home I've seen in a while that looked pretty to me. The price was a little more than I could afford. But I was like, this is a new year. We need to go on and get into this house and see what God has in store for us. And I admit the rooms were kind of small. I admit that the half bathroom, I mean, if you're in the restroom, it's like the toilet is so close to the zinc. You try to squeeze in between both of them. But it was still a big bedroom. It was still a walk-in closet and spacey and pretty on the inside and then on the backyard the backyard was so big I'm like my grandkids will have a bunch of fun back here but then I was scared of all of these new spiders not a spider fan that's back there everywhere I looked spiders and then I noticed that the yard is bigger than the house and I was like we could still do this we'll still be fine and then ants started coming in in the garage building a nest and they never did anything to stop the foundation and then a month later 
after putting all this money down to move into this house. A month later, the uh, city inspection, I asked them to come out because we had water now coming up from the bottom of the floors, wetting up the carpets, soaking up my containers and my closet. Every day we walking on soggy carpet. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I told these people, the landowners, to come and do something about it. And whatever they did, the matter got worse. And I'm stepping on soggy and I'm stepping on soggy and had to buy tarp. Till we could afford to get out to put tarp on every floor in the house so we wouldn't step on the water. Try to drain it up, putting rags on it, redrying it in the washer and dryer. And when the state came out, the city inspection, I mean, they placed 19 violations on this house. And of course I cried. I said, God, you didn't bring us this far for this to happen. Why is this happening? I was going to even have a a, a housewarming party because I love to barbecue and invite people over to this house. This is my first house. I wasn't buying it. I was really just leasing it. But it was my first house that I considered appropriate that looked so beautiful on the outside but was so horrible on the inside. And then God let me know something. The house that I thought was all of that really wasn't. That he has something bigger and better in store for me. Where if I'm going to show his glory, it's not going to be from something small. And so I got my hopes up back up again and I got positive again. And I'm like, but where do we go? I done wasted all my money into this house. What do we do? Where do we go? Well, God allowed me to make some more phone calls. And he seems to allow you to talk to people that have compassion concern for one another because some people don't care what you're going through and they'll treat you like a dog but whoever this nice lady was said she would get in touch with someone on my behalf and see what she could do and I continued praying about it and the next thing that I know we wound up in a hotel but it was a hotel room small that had all six of us in there it was me My two daughters, my grandson, and my disabled sister all in one room with two beds. But I already had bought a bed for my sister who's disabled because she needed her bed by herself. And then we had a refrigerator in there and we had a stove and a microwave. So we were able to at least cook and buy food and be somewhere without being outdoors. So it's not like it happened years ago when I was with my abusive husband and me and my kids were outdoors and we had to go stay in a shelter and we had to stay in my car. God made it different this time. And we thought we would only be there for like a few weeks maybe because uh, the next pay period might get us a place to stay, but then we didn't no longer have first month, last month, and present rent deposits. We didn't have none of that. But I was saving up the money, and it seemed like the more I tried to save it, the more we needed just being in that one room by ourselves uh, for food. There was only so much you could put in the refrigerator. And then eventually me and my family, we got on each other's nerves. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my Lord. Me and my family, we finally see what it's like to be closely impacted together and get on each other's nerves. (laughs) And I meant 
to say five of us, not six. But anyway, God still allowed us to learn something about ourselves, about close-knit families, talking about things and trying to be patient. And for my daughters who had never been through that because they had to relocate because of Harvey with me, never been through that since they were kids it was kind of hard and difficult to go through it at the ages they were now so they were stressed out bummed out and I was doing everything I can to keep them calm to tell them to keep their faith in God and if it wasn't for God you know we wouldn't be in the hotel room we would buy probably be in my car again or either in another shelter but God fixed it where we didn't have to go in that route so I'm thankful to God that we thought we were going to be out in two weeks and we didn't. We went from hotel to hotel and it was uh, almost seven and a half weeks in a hotel. And we didn't have to pay one dime. Some organization organizations stepped in after Hurricane Harvey and helped me and my family and put us there. So prayer does work. Talking to God does work. But God uses us to reach out. And every no is not a reason to give up. That means you just keep on trying until God guides you to the right person. What's the other thing after that? I didn't find another house. The amazing thing is I was driving around looking for somewhere for us to go. People turned us down. We didn't have enough money. Or either they had no vacancy. So I stopped looking at the houses and started looking at apartments, but apartment homes in different areas. And I went to a whole lot of them. They were full. They were booked. And I was still crying and asking God, please help us. What should we do? So after we lost the hotel funds, then uh, half of us went to my children. I went to my daughter. And my other daughters went to my son and his family. So now we're learning about family members, how they do stuff, living in their house. I mean, my kids are grown. I didn't know how they stay. And she had one person that she had in her home snored like an airplane. And I was like, my goodness, how does she sleep? (laughs) But we stayed with them a whole month. But in between time I was searching and looking I wasn't just sitting down God is not going to give us what we need and want until we go out there and look for it so I kept praying God help us find our next place show us what to do I wasn't aware that an apartment home location I went to the first time there was a young woman working here and she said there was no vacancy and I said ma'am please me and my family we need somewhere to stay And she said, no, I'm sorry, but we have no vacancy. But it was the way she said it. No concern, no compassion. I mean, people don't have to care about us. But our circumstances is not something we pushed ourselves in. It just happened. And it happened after a major hurricane. So after maybe two weeks after meeting this lady and she said no vacancy, I had not realized that I had been to this same place before because I had been to numerous ones. And I came back. And there was another lady working here, but she was much older. But she was so kind, soft-spoken, and she believed in God. 
So I explained to her what was going on and I broke down in tears. I couldn't help it. You get stressed out trying to do a lot of things. I'm being honest with y'all. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, that I don't cry or I don't um, go through some things. But I always talk to God when I do and I almost always, always feel much better when I do because he's the one that leads and guides us. And this lady mentioned to me that there was availability on the property, but I had to go through this, I guess, investigation thingy where all of us had to do a credit check. We all had to do a criminal background check, and that could take a while. And I was like, I don't care how long it takes. Please just put in our information. Well, we can do that, and we can do it now. And I cried right in front of her. And she said, don't you ever, ever think that God has forgotten you. I didn't think God had forgotten me. We both knew God so well, we was quoting scriptures to one another. We were praising God inside of an office, almost like Bible study. She would start something, and I would come in, and then we both ended together. That was so beautiful to me. We were giving God all the honor, glory, and the praise. I only cried out of frustration of looking because sometimes you can get tired and you want to just give up and leave it alone. But God give us the strength to keep on going because if he wouldn't have given me the strength to keep on going, I wouldn't have wound back into the same place I had went to before and was told there was no vacancy. So after we got to praising God, I looked at the lady and I said, I know I remember coming here before. I said, what happened to the other lady that was here? And she said that she had to go into emergency surgery. And for right now, the lady I was talking to said that she had to come in and uh, facilitate the property until the young lady would come back. Look how God did that. I don't wish nothing bad on anybody. I don't know what happened to make this girl go into surgery. Maybe it was already planned when I talked to her and she said there was no vacancy. But God made sure that when I came back to the same location that I hadn't realized I had been to, that this lady was not on the property, that there was someone else. Someone with more compassion. Someone with more belief in God and understood what we needed and what we were going through. And then three weeks after that, after the criminal background and all the information was turned in and it seemed like we signed 500 pages. <laughs> I'm over-exaggerating, but it seemed like we did. And after we did that, I said, God, when I was driving around, I said, please let them do this immediately because I can see right now in my eyes me opening the door to a new apartment with the key in my hand. And I kept imagining that. And, and I was thanking him in advance because I could feel the joy already in my heart. Like, we, I know I got this because God stepped in and he used the right people to help us get in. And when we stepped into that beautiful apartment, bigger than the house that I had, a location where it's a community gated, where you ain't got to worry about a bunch of people coming in, stealing property or damaging your cars, security on the property. He put us in something better than where I was, and the price was a lot cheaper than the house. 
Of course, I wanted a home, but God will put you in something better and bigger until you get to something else that's bigger and better. I choose to believe that. He's that kind of God. So while we were in here, the only person that had uh, a bed was my sister who's disabled. I was able to get her a bed and we had one sofa. There was nothing else in the house we had except we bought these inflated beds from the store which didn't last long and was very uncomfortable. We had no furniture except those three items. Not even a washer and a dryer. And I called upon God again and I said, God, please help us. Please help us to get the furniture that we need in due time. We were sleeping on the floor except for my sister for like four months. And all of a sudden I get a call. And this call came from the people that helped us stay in the hotel rooms where we didn't have to pay a dime. And they said due to Hurricane Harvey, they had come into some funds and that my name was still on the list. What did I need? You don't think that I cried and I praised God right then and there? And this lady came out and she interviewed me and my disabled sister and my family. But when she came, she brought this big old wrapped up mattress for me to sleep on on the floor. So comfortable. Wrote down everything that we needed. For Christmas, we were still like that. We bought a tree to celebrate. We still hadn't got the furniture. We still, I didn't even know for sure, gotten approved for the furniture. And then two days later, after Christmas, here comes this big old truck. The lady that interviewed us picked out our furniture for us. I remember her asking me what colors did I like and this and that and what, what was needed in each room. And we got three rooms full of brand new furniture. New bed, new dresser, new nightstand, mirror in all three rooms. Beautiful new beds, mattress and the frames. And that wasn't it. A two-piece living room set in the colors that I liked. And then a, a, a dinette table. Not only chairs, but a bench. And I walked around in a house that we had, an apartment we've been in for four months, that had absolutely nothing in it except two pieces of furniture. And now two days after Christmas, it was full. Thank you, Jesus. And it didn't end there. I remember mentioning to the lady, uh, she said they could only approve us for so much. But I mentioned about a washer and a dryer. And, but we was thankful for the furniture. So I rented a washer and a dryer. Didn't rent the washer and dryer too long. Because I didn't know that the phone call that came in, maybe a week after we had just got this furniture, the, the man recorded on there and said that we're here with your package, but we guess you're not at home and we will try this again later. And I'm like, package? Uh, who are these people? And then I received a phone call from the lady and she said they threw in the washer and the dryer as an extra gift. I 
I was speechless with joy. I couldn't say anything. I got emotional. Because God didn't stop. Not just with the furniture. He gave me everything I needed. That we needed as a family. And so I had to call the company and say, I'm sorry, I can't rent this washer and dryer anymore. So I I picked another day for them to bring the new washer and dryer until the company could come and get the washer and dryer that I rented. And the loss of that money was nothing compared to the huge blessing of a brand new washer and dryer that I didn't have to pay monthly for, but it came free. A lot of people say, we we don't need nothing free in this world. People don't need this. Circumstances that happens in our lives is really not our fault. It's different if we're going out there and we're splurging our money and we know we need things and we're spending it for this and that. We couldn't stop Hurricane Harvey. We couldn't stop the, the people that got so much money from me on this house without telling me that this house was badly damaged. We couldn't stop any of that. So sometimes the pride wants to step in and say don't do this and don't do that do it on your own but no me and my family we needed help I asked God first to guide and show me and I called and with all of those no's I still kept on calling I say God you're gonna guide me to the right person because God has never failed me yet and that's something else I forgot to say Before we moved into this apartment, I was short of some money for a deposit. Because I had already put some money down to cover the rent. But I forgot all about the deposit. Because evidently somebody forgot to add it all together. And they said, we can't put the keys in your hand until we get the deposit. I was like, can y'all wait for it until I do? And they was like, no, you got to do it uh, right now. We got your rent, but we need the deposit as well. And I was like, God, wow. We done came all this hell far, and now it's going to be a money issue. And then he put it in my mind, call so-and-so. This is a person that I've been knowing more than 20 years. And I'm like, maybe she's got the money. And I called her. And she said she just walked in her house when I called. And she had the deposit money. The only thing she told me to do was to give it back to her. And she knew I was a woman of my word. And I told her she would definitely get it back on my next payday. I gave it back to her. But I'm thankful to God. She had the amount that I needed. And I went and picked her up because she's sort of disabled. And took her to her bank. She gave me the money in cash. Put it in an envelope. I drove her back home. And I went back to the apartment building. And I gave them the money. And I walked out with the new lease and the key to the apartment. God says in his word in Isaiah 43, 10 to 12. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord. And my servant in whom I have chosen. So that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. So that's why I talk about God like I do. We are his witnesses that he exists. 
He's there for us. And he's probably talking to y'all right now. And you're not sure that it's him. Keep listening. Keep believing. Keep trusting. He will show you. He will guide you. And you will know that he is God.